This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome back to BetQL Daily, presented by BetMGM. Eddie Gross, Joe Ostrowski, Aaron Hawksworth here with you to continue our NFL training camp conversation. So let's move on now to the Miami Dolphins. Jalen Ramsey, the defensive back, is injured. He will be out for a little while. And so now the team has brought in Eli Apple, formerly of the Cincinnati Bengals. And Aaron, this to me is a really weird move because I don't know if he really fits what the Dolphins are trying to do. So last season, uh, per Next Gen Stats, Eli Apple was the most targeted defender in man coverage for the Bengals. 31 targets, 16 receptions allowed for 253 yards and a touchdown. And so you look at that and go, all right, well, if Eli Apple does play significant time, then maybe the Dolphins should play more zone defense. Well, there's a problem with that. The Dolphins don't play a lot of zone coverage. They had the third lowest rate of zone coverage last season. They believe in their defensive backs to cover receivers and man coverage. That's largely what they want to do. And a few years ago, they were effective doing that. This new regime, you know, yeah, things are a little bit different. You've got Vic Fangio as the defensive coordinator, but partially that's kind of what they want to try and do. So, you know, I don't know exactly how much, uh, how much importance we should put into this. But it is an odd thing for me, Aaron. Yeah, I think what's also odd is Tyree Kill and Eli Apple like have not liked each other and have been talking a lot of trash and feuding on social media. So apparently Mike McDaniel ran it by Tyree Kill first and he said, no, no, it's all good. And he thinks that it's going to uh, like spark some healthy competition to have these guys on the same team. So that's interesting to me. If they actually don't like each other, maybe there'll be some fights. <laughs> Eli Apple's I'm a here for that. He's terrible. Aaron, remember <laughs> when we were looking for uh, we were looking at certain wide receivers that we would go over with specific matchups? Like, yes. I'm looking for the guy going against Eli Apple every single time. So I think just everything involving the Dolphins' defense is going to be fascinating to me especially now that you throw the, the Ramsey injury into it. So there's probably going to be some change. And Vic Fangio's one of the best in the game, one of the best out there. If you give me – if I'm going to draft and I'm a head coach, I get to pick my defensive coordinator, isn't Vic a top five guy? So the kind of impact that he's going to have on that defense, I'm really curious. Offensively, is Mike McDaniel 
and Tua, assuming there's health, going to be as successful as they were in the first year? I think there are a lot of really interesting angles to this team. I mean, what a fascinating division, Ed. I, I know you're higher on the Patriots than than most. I mean, you, you throw Rodgers going to the Jets. What? and What? You're not? <laughs> I'm not higher on the Patriots. No. You you made the case for over on their win total earlier this offseason, did you not? I mean, I, I like the over there, but I'm not picking them one of the division. No. The, the oh, offense, I didn't say that. Uh, yeah. I, I'm not saying that. I do like the Dolphins a lot to win the division, though. So, mm, cautiously optimistic I do too. for the Patriots. Just because the defense, I think, will be really good. I'm, I'm fine embracing that variance, but... The, the more I look at this Patriots offense, the more I go, eh, I don't know if they can keep up with the Dolphins. And, and Anyway, I, I interrupt you. The more I look no, at my- the Patriots schedule, that thing is yeah. brutal. They're going to have their hands full. Well, all I was saying is everybody seems to be picking them for yeah. last. And, and you were like, you're thinking over on the win total, like they could be around 500. That's all I was saying. Okay. Okay. No, that's yeah. fair. Yeah, that, that's yeah. fair. I, yeah. But I do think uh, it's going to be a fascinating division. We're in agreement on the Bills taking a step back or two, just like trying to figure out sure. where all the losses go with these four teams as things stack up. Like, how bad can Belichick's record be? I know. Man. It, it's, some, it's two things. One, the best coaches in the NFL never have awful records. And so right. even though Bill Belichick has had some – not so great teams in his career and some, you know, f- teams that maybe the offenses should have performed a little bit better uh, than, than anticipated. It, it's something where, you know, I can't see him, you know, going like five and 12 or something like that. I, I just can't right. see that. I, it's just too confident. I, I can't Listen to the start the Patriots have. Yeah, yeah. Eagles, Dolphins, then at the Jets, at the Cowboys, host the Saints. Yikes. I, mm-hmm. I, I did a deep dive on them yesterday for our defensive. Uh, I was looking at Christian Gonzalez, but then I was like, "Oh man, <laughs> so this guy against so these offenses!" <laughs> like, woo, stay away. Mm-hmm. It's gonna be tough. That's brutal. You know, yeah. At, at at some point, though, you still have to believe this is the NFL, and you're gonna get a lot of coin flip games and. I agree, and it's Bill Belichick, and I and I thought yeah. about it. You know, if this if Christian Gonzalez, you know, couldn't step up against these offenses and and keep this team around five hundred, then maybe there's a case for the guy. But still, you look at that schedule; it is. I don't even know the schedule makers did them no favors. It's a really it, tough schedule for the Patriots. It it, it it is, but there's also a month stretch where they have Washington, Indianapolis by at the Giants, and I don't think the Giants are going to be as tough as they were I agree. a year ago. So there's, there's a path where, oh man, they, geez, they get the Chiefs too. You're right. They're getting punched early, and then like you said, they, they got a, hopefully a layup at the Raiders and then a, a, a few more easier games before the bye, but then it's just like back to being brutal again. It'll yeah. be tough. It is. Yeah, I, I, I do wonder. I, you know, on the Miami, Miami front, it's just – I know it's a simple conversation, but it keeps 
going back to two, uh, and I know they upgraded the backup and you bring Mike White. And if it's a week or two here, you feel better than what they were throwing out there last season with a backup yeah. quarterback. But it's truly, I mean, I didn't even believe the story when I first heard it. And then I was reminded when I was reading some Dolphin stuff yesterday, I'm like, oh yeah, he was taking jujitsu classes thinking that he can avoid a head injury. Like when you're going to that length, that's a, those are alarm bells ringing off for me. Even though I'm with you, Ed, I am buying the Dolphins. I, their defense is going to be much better. I still think even with the Ramsey injury, and you, you have to trust all those pieces, but it just it always comes back to QB1. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, and exactly. And it's like, how long will he yeah. stay healthy before he suffers another concussion? There's just... So many question marks with the most important position, and it's it's unfortunate. Um, hopefully, he can hang on. <laughs> you would hope too that the Dolphins would have a full off season to be better prepared for the backup quarterback position. Maybe they're not, mm -hmm. but you would hope that with additional time, they can at least shore that up, and they'll be in a better spot. But definitely, this Dolphins defense uh, with Eli Apple uh, now it part of the mix. That that will be the intriguing part. Yeah, Aaron. It, it'll also be interesting week two, what Bill Belichick throws at the Dolphins defensively. I mean, week two mm -hmm. for Tua? Like, that's... <laughs> Good luck! <laughs> yeah, and that... Good luck! Right. At some point, this is still the NFL, and you're still going to have some real close games. And, look, the Patriots might split a lot of these. If they go three and three in the division, then, to me, that suggests they go over the win total of seven and a half, maybe not by much, might be a nail biter, but I, I think that's possible. But the Dolphins, I, I still like them, you know, as a value play to win the division, but the Eli Apple thing, it's you know, a little odd. Okay, let's move on now to the Atlanta Falcons because there's obviously been a lot of steam in their direction uh, to win the division, make the playoffs, all sorts of stuff. But then I came across uh, this tweet by Club TA, which I couldn't agree with more, that I think sort of tempers our expectations of the Falcons. Quote, literally every single Falcons training camp highlight involves receiver getting wide open and Ritter completely missing him, like awful misses. I have not understood all summer long why people think he has upside mediocre third round pedigree who didn't do anything versus a bunch of backups last year in the final four games. We shall see, I guess. I would like to tack on one little bit of analysis as to why I am fading this Falcons offense. Even though I think the run game will be stout, the passing game, which you absolutely have to have in today's NFL, I've got a real big question and it involves the tight end Kyle Pitts. He is recovering from a multi-ligament knee injury, and he may need some time before becoming a real threat for the Falcons. And while we focus so much on this rushing attack, I can't help but think in a perfect world that Pitts is an integral part of this passing attack. And if they just don't throw to him or he's not 100%, 
that is a massive hit. So why in the world are we backing the Falcons as some dark horse contender, Aaron, when you've got your ultimate playmaker as a tight end, a pass-catching tight end, who's not 100% and will not be 100% when the season starts, and then you've got some real big quarterback concerns. Well, they added Mac Hollins. He's another big receiver. Of course, they've got Drake London. The, the outlier here for me is Heineke. I mean, Heineke could be coming in. You see what you have with Desmond Ritter. Maybe the guy does stink, but I think Heineke could at least keep this team afloat. I mean, they almost beat the Bucks in the playoffs a few years ago. So against Tom Brady. So I think Heineke is a solid backup. I'm sure we'll see plenty of him. And I'm not as down on this Falcons team. You got Bijan Robinson, obviously. I know you were talking about the importance of the passing game, but put in Heineke if Redmer, Red, Ritter stinks. Ridmer, like combining the two names. <laughs> if he stinks, and I, I really think they have a chance, Joe. Yeah, Ritter didn't show much uh, at the end of the season. Four games, two total touchdowns uh, in those four games. I think we had this exact conversation off air yesterday. There is a lot of Falcon steam. And it just seems to me like the reason that there are people backing is because you've, it's a terrible division. You've got to pick somebody. And my guess is that people don't want to pick the favorite, which is usually around even money. The New Orleans Saints was higher. That numbers come down a little bit, but I agree. I, I am. I'm not one of those people. I just, here's what it is. You look at their season. I look at them as their coin flip team. 14 of the 17 games right now have point spreads of a field goal or shorter can go either way. So if they're winning, make, making winning decisions on those margins and it's working out, then great. If Ritter's making big plays, if it's Ritter, it's Heineke, whoever, um, then fine. Then, then they're probably going to have a winning season. But I'm not buying into it. I haven't seen enough from Arthur Smith. And I know that they do have a couple of talented players on the defensive end. And you add Jeff Okuda. And, you know, Lions fans will tell you he's terrible anyways. But I don't think it's enough. And that's always been the issue with them. They just give up way too many points. Yes, they have some nice players on offense. But not enough to where they can outscore teams because the defense has just been so brutal. Uh, they need A.J. Terrell to stay healthy, too. He hasn't, he's had a tough time doing that. Very talented corner, but uh, you got to be available for the team. I mean, I really like the Saints. In. I've always loved Derek Carr. I, I, I can see why they're the favorites. I think they have a slightly tougher schedule to start than the Falcons, but I, yeah, I don't have a strong opinion on who's winning that division personally. <laughs> Well, Joe, you bring up an interesting point about betting behavior, not wanting to take the favorite. It feels like the NFC North and the NFC South are very similar in that regard, where the Detroit Lions are the favorite up there, but a lot of folks don't want to pick them because Jared Goff's the quarterback, because maybe they performed a little bit, and you mm -hmm. want to take an unknown in the Packers because th definitely the offensive play calling should be a lot stronger there. Maybe the Vikings won't regress that much. Uh, with a lot of good moves that they've made. So in terms of behavior, I think we're seeing this a lot. The other thing I want to say too, Aaron, about the NFC South is I I'm mentioning the targets for the Falcons being, you know, problematic. 
I don't know if that's the case for any other NFC South team. Even the Buccaneers with Mike Evans, you look at that and go, hey, those are some pretty good receivers. It's just that you've got massive quarterback questions. The Saints receivers should be fairly good. The Panthers could be unknown because you have some banged up veterans. But the wide receiver tight end position, it's a lot more unknown than the Falcons than, say, what the steam is suggesting. I mean, that's a great point. The other teams in the division have more unknowns than the Saints. On paper, what we think should happen, I feel like the Saints have more of a solid roster to put together, Joe. Yeah, I just – is Bijan Robinson that the player that's going to put you over the top? They feel so. Like, that's the case. I just mm-hmm. – I strongly disagree. I think there are a lot of impact players that went after Bijan. Maybe I'll be looking like the idiot, and he's going to run away with the Offensive Rookie of the Year award. But uh, long term, I I don't think that was the move. But And we've been devaluing running backs all season. All off season. <laughs> yeah. Don't stop now. Let's continue devaluing. This is BetQL Daily presented by BetMGM. Coming up next, let's go or hell no right here on the BetQL Network.